With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everybody. It's Charlene Anderson, your wholesale sourcing expert, here on Wednesday, July 14th, 2021. Right smack dab in the middle of summer, which means we should be prepping for Q4 right now. Um, I hope you all are. Um... Just a heads up, next Thursday I will be doing a webinar, a panel webinar for Ecom Engine all about Q4 prep. Um, the link is in the group, so if you sign up and can't make it live, you can then get the replay. Um, so it should be interesting. Um, I'm the only re what they call reseller, wholesale sourcer on the panel. There are advertising people, there are um, brand registry people there's there's four other people on the call so be sure you sign up because you might want to listen later and find out something about a topic that may not be of interest right now but might later so with that being said i'm going to jump right in to our talk today um so if you have the file in front of you great i just want to let you know that none of the links in the document are affiliate links with the exception of one, and it's not really an affiliate link, and that is the Backblaze, which is down in the software section. That one does give me 30 days free extension of my Backblaze if you sign up. Other than that, everything else is just a plain old link, no affiliates, no hidden stuff, no nothing, um, because that's how I choose to do business. So. Let's jump in and talk about what I use in my, my Amazon business and why you might want to think about using some of these things in your business. And I'm going to preface this with these are the things I use um, because Ron mentioned a few things when he was reading over the notes last night that he uses that aren't on there. And I said, all I can talk about is what I use because everybody's business is different and you have to take the pieces. He had a few extra things that he likes, like the box resizer. Um, I don't use one, so it's not on the list. So we're going to go through what, what I actually use. Um, we're going to start with the, the computer tech hardware side of it. Um, I'm a Mac person, so some of these things are Mac related. Some will, of the hardware things will apply to whatever system you're on. Um, but I use a MacBook Pro. The current one I have is a 16-inch MacBook Pro from 2019. Um, it's one with the retina display and the touch bar. And I do probably 99% of my work on it. And I'll explain in a minute what that other 1% is. And it's not necessarily time-wise, but it's just work-wise. Because I like working sitting cross-legged on my bed, um, which makes it really easy with um, a laptop to do it. Um, the computer I use for processing, meaning checking in shipments, labeling, sending out shipments. It's an iMac, and that is in the office, and that's the other 1% I do. Time-wise, it probably is half of the time I'm on that computer, but kind of task-wise, it's, it's a smaller thing. It is 
strictly for the processing and shipping out of products. Um, I don't even have email on there because I don't want to get distracted and I don't want to have to remember uh, which emails I've answered where. So I've, I'm very specific in that I only deal with emails on my laptop. I may read them on my phone or iPad, but I only do the, the email stuff on my laptop because that's my main computer. It keeps everything in one place. Um, I do use an iPad mostly for content consumption. I have an iPad Pro, um, the M1 version that came out just a few months ago. Um, I love it for a few things. I'm learning to actually draw on it using Procreate, um, like real drawing, um, which is not my strong point, but I'm following some YouTube classes and some Skillshare classes to learn how to do that. And I use an Apple Pencil with it, the second generation Apple Pencil with that. Um, it's great for me for content consumption, meaning watching YouTube videos, Netflix videos, um, BBC iPlayer videos. Um, and it's great for travel in that way. If you have long layovers, you can sit in a corner somewhere and just put some headphones in and, and uh, go ahead and, and do whatever media you want. Um, the phone I use is an iPhone 11 Pro Max. It's not the latest one. The differences between the 11 and the 12 are so minimal that I did not feel a need to upgrade. Um, the, um, the major difference, and I'm going to say for most people, is a little bit of change in the camera on the iPhones. But I have found, and Ron has found too, that this iPhone 11 Pro Max takes fabulous pictures. And I can say, in all honesty, they're the best pictures I've ever taken. Um, I started a little Instagram when I got back from Bora Bora last time and posted pictures that I took with my iPhone there, unedited pics. And I posted maybe 16 pictures. Of those 16 pictures, either the Four Seasons Bora Bora Hotel or the parent group Four Seasons International have asked to use a total of seven of those pictures in their marketing stuff, in their Instagram, in their website, in their Facebook. So I'm thinking, okay, this thing must take good enough pictures for multi-million dollar companies to want to use in their marketing, so they work for me. And I don't do a lot of editing in the phone. Uh, Ron does far more of it, but I think it takes beautiful pictures. So. It would be have to be a big change in the next level of iPhone to get me to change. So that's why I'm there. Um, the next few things kind of seem like overkill. And I want to explain how we got to overkill because they are definitely overkill. And uh, these uh, printer overkill happened for a variety of reasons. I'll have to say none of the laser printers are um, new at all and the photocopier, scanner, fax combination listed there are not new. The laser printer is probably 12 or 13 years old, as is the color laser printer. Both are HPs, um, discontinued models from eons ago, um, and the photocopier, scanner, fax combo, um, it's a different model number, but the link um, for that one in there is pretty much the same, and it's a laser it's a laser printer that also scans and photocopies. Um, we ended up with them in this way because um, of work I did way back when 
for the local computer store and um, video rental store. That's how long ago this was, when they still rented VHSs and they also were moving into DVDs. And I worked selling all the extras on um, eBay for the store. So say they had 20 copies of the latest movies, 10 in VHS and 10 in DVD. Um, and at that time they had both full screen and widescreen versions, so he could have 20 or 30 copies of the same movie. After the, the initial rush of watching the movie is over, they just sit on a shelf. And he had tens of thousands of videos sitting on shelves. So I, I sold them on eBay for him. And as part of that, um, he purchased the laser printer for printing labels and packing slips and all that. Um, and that one has been hanging around that long. Then Ron and I decided we really needed a color printer. Um, and inkjet is expensive. You know, the consumables of inkjet printing is where they make their money. So we wanted a color laser printer. So we found the HP one at a very good price. And we use that for printing the um, articles that go in our bundles or for things where color is a necessity. Um, now, if I was to start over again, I wouldn't have both. I would probably just get the color printer and make sure I select in the print dialog box that it is black and white only so it doesn't use the other three colors of toner cartridge to print black because that gets very expensive. If you don't tell color laser printers to just use the black toner, it'll use all four to make what they call a black or black, um, which gets more expensive than it needs to be. So if I was to start over, I'd get a color laser printer um, and then make sure I only, only use the, um, the black. Now, the photocopier um, scanner fax combo that we have, um, that was purchased back when people faxed stuff. Um, we did a fair bit of faxing, believe it or not. And we also do scanning um, at tax time. You know, all the stuff to go to the accountant and all that. So that that machine, and, and I do a fair bit of photocopying too. So it was a good compromise. It's not the fastest scanner or the simplest scanner to use. Um, faxing, we use it maybe once a year now. So it's not something that I would also look for. But, you know, think about if you, if you would actually use a photocopier or need a photocopier. Um, and you could, you could technically find a unit to do away with the laser printer and make it the photocopier. So if I was to start over, I would get a color laser printer that gave me the option to print with only the black toner cartridge. And I would get a, a photocopier scanner combination because I use, use them enough to make it nice to have. Um, until you realize how convenient it can be, you don't realize. Um, the facts part, I wouldn't worry about. Um, nowadays, if you um, want to fax, you can fax from your computer once in those bazillion times that you might ever need to fax. Um, and I've been really happy with the HP printers. They've been workhorses. They've had nothing go wrong. Um, the one I use the majority of the time, the plain black one, we have two trays. Um, it's the... the um, option to add that second. I think you could actually add a third tray. So one tray holds plain paper and the other holds, uh, for me, the UPS two up shipping labels. Um, I like using those for my eBay purchase or eBay sales, um, works for me.
So um, the HP, great brand. The photocopier scanner fax is a Canon image class, and I have no complaints with it, except for the user interface is a bit flaky. Not flaky, a bit inelegant. Though I'm sure more modern models have better user interfaces because again, this is really, really old. Um, it, it works with the current operating systems, but it's just got that older user interface look. But as far as hardware, it works just fine. Uh, one suggestion, if you're using a color laser printer or even a color inkjet printer, make sure you calibrate it every once in a while. There's a setting, mine has got a button combination you push on it to calibrate it. And that will help um, make sure that um, that your colors are more accurate. It's not as good as conventional printing would be, but for the things I include with my Amazon bundles, it works just fine. And I can print when I need them, so I don't have to have a pile of them sitting around, which means you can change it as you, you as need be too. Um, Wendy says, look for a scanner printer that has a button to scan, which sends to your computer. I have to open an app to scan to save to computer. Yeah, this one does use the app too, which is less than convenient. So I think that's a great suggestion um, is look for something that um, will just send it right to your computer. Um, these are still working. They're ancient. They're still working. So we're not going to upgrade them. But I think that's a, a really valid point, Wendy. Thank you. Um, so the next printer in this plethora of printers is the Zebra printer that I use for the FBA shipping labels. Um, I got mine from UPS and I got it for free from UPS um, by contacting our local rep um, probably eons ago. It's probably been seven, eight, nine years ago who said, you know, we see that even though you're not, you're shipping through Amazon, you ship enough. We'll take the 250 a week rental off of it. If you want to rent one from UPS, it is 250 a week. But I'm guessing if you, um, con I would just contact them, um, that 1-800 UPS number, and talk to them if you don't have a label printer. Um, I would see what they can do. Um, all they can say is no. You can just say we ship F Xboxes a week. Um, with UPS through the Amazon's partnered carrier, can you provide us with a zebra printer? And the worst they can say is no. So I would, I, I'm always say ask. The worst they can say is no. It's not like they're going to say you can never ship with this again because you asked for it. No, you're just going to ask. So it's a workhorse printer. Um, it really is. It the print quality is not ideal. I will give it that at least through the Mac driver. Um, the it's it's not ideal but it works and every couple weeks i test the barcodes on them to make sure they scan properly um but it works fast and it it gets the job done and it uses the labels um that i get from ups and so that works great too so um for printing my FN SKU, Fulfillment Network Stock Keeping Unit labels, meaning our labels that we stick on the products. Um, I use a Dymo. Um, again, not perfect, but works good for me, so I'm not changing. Right now, I'm using 
a Dymo twin turbo that's probably eight or nine years old at least. Um, one side has given up the ghost. Something's wrong with the print head. So I'm printing on the other side. So it's not really a twin anymore. So I don't have two different labels in it. The advantage of the twin is you could have two different label sizes in it, but I never use two different label sizes. So I'm on to the other side. Um, when that first side gave up the ghost, I decided I needed something to have in backup because I don't want like the second side to die and not be able to print labels. So I bought um, during an Amazon sale, a regular Dymo 450. And the price difference when I bought the, or looked this up the other day, the Dymo, plain Dymo single roll 450 is about 65 to $70. And the twin one is around $200. Unless you have a compelling need to have two different label sizes in that printer at the same time, don't spend the extra money. Just get the single one because you could buy three single ones for the price of the, the twin. Um, so I have one sitting in backup just in case. So keep an eye out for a big sale on those if you use a Dymo and you might want to have one in backup. So if something happens... Um, your your printing ability doesn't go away until you can get a new one uh, we all know that those days of one and two day shipping from amazon are over at least for most of us my average amazon order is now taking eight days for prime sold by and ships from amazon prime so um, we can't um, we can't rush ship in the way consistently in the way we were used to years ago so have a backup uh, next thing that I use every single day is a barcode scanner and I don't use this to like check pricing on products or anything I use it to check in products um, for items uh, many items um, for me the fastest way to check them in is to is to use the barcode number as my SKU um, and then then it matches up when I scan them in um, into in my case restock pro so i'll give you a little background um i had an old cheap barcode scanner uh, when that video store went out of business um eons ago um it probably went in a, out of business 12 or 13 years ago i'm now thinking back it was opera it was in business well i worked for from like 03 to 06 so it went out of business 15 years ago um, they gave, I was able to take home, they gave me one of the scanners that they had. And it worked for a long time and then it got really flaky about whether it would work. And it was one where you had to push the trigger to make it read. And about six months ago I decided that was getting old and the fact that it wasn't consistent was wasting time. So I did a little research at the beginning but I didn't do enough and I talked about this on another podcast. Um, Here's what I found I think we need as Amazon sellers. One, I wanted wireless and I just in case. So I figured that out. That was easy enough. I brought, bought one and then I realized it, it had, didn't come with the stand. And for me, I want it on a stand so I can just hold the item under it that I don't have to pick this up. So since it was Amazon, I was able to return it and I bought an, the model, the almost the exact same model um that had a stand great it came i start reading the instructions and i realize it's one that you have to pull the trigger to make it recognize there's nothing to do to, to no settings you could adjust 
to have it read as soon as you put something under it. So I sent that one back and I bought, sticking with the same company, I bought the one that's now linked in the uh, PDF you have. That one is all three things. It has a stand, it's wired or wireless. It uses a little dongle that clips or uh, slots into a USB port. Um, and it activates when you hold the item under it. Um, you can change it in settings for not to do it, to do it, to stay on for X number of seconds and all that. So the third time I finally got one that had everything that I felt I needed to use. Um, I've discovered now the wireless is like the least of the important things for me since I work in the same place. I'm not going around a warehouse scanning things. If you're doing that, you definitely want the wireless. I'm sitting at my desk. Um, so for in most cases, I keep it plugged in because the um, with the activate, when something's put under it, it drains the battery fairly quickly. So you have to like recharge it overnight if you've had it on all day wirelessly. So I just keep it plugged in um, wired. Um, the quality of this brand, Nadamu or Nadamo, um, seems really good. Um, price was not ridiculous. And this one does what I want. And it reads far more accurately than the other one I had. So um, I'm, I'm very happy with that one. Uh, let me see if I got everything on that page. It looks like it. Um, one thing, because I work on a laptop a lot, is I have a lap desk, which is like a, a piece of wood with a pillow under it that allows you to set it on your lap. So one, the heat from the laptop doesn't uh, burn your legs, and two, it's more comfortable. Um, for, I'm guessing, almost 20 years, I used one that you used to be able to buy at Hampton Inn, the hotel chain. They used to have one in their room and said you can buy it on checkout if you'd like. And the, you didn't actually buy the one in the room, they just gave you a new one. And I used that thing forever until the vinyl on the pillow cracked so badly it couldn't be fixed. Um, ended up trying another one for two, about a year and it was one that had the beads in the pillow, you know, those little poly beads. And it just flattened really quickly and it wasn't, com it, the pillow wasn't wide enough to be comfortable. So I did a lot of research at the beginning of the year looking for another one. And I finally found one on Etsy that fills the bill. Um, it, um, it's a nice piece of um, at real wood, not fake wood. It has a really nice pillow on the bottom, really thick foam, and it's wide enough to be comfortable on your legs, and it was a very reasonable price. And I ordered it on Etsy, and it said ships from the US, but didn't give a zip code. I'm like, that's really weird. And I didn't think anything of it. I messaged the, um, the seller because it had a pillow that went along the front is a wrist rest that velcroed on and off and I didn't want that I know that's not what I want on mine and I messaged him within a few minutes they got back to me said no problem we can leave it off we'll leave the velcro off also and we'll include it it's a double it's a sticky back velcro if you want to add it later and we'll include the little wrist rest which is perfect because I also didn't want a strip of velcro at the bottom of this with nothing on it where my wrists would hit it the thing came in two days I ordered it like on a Monday and I had it Wednesday and it came from Turkey. 
but they had some they have some DHL deal that they were able to send it from Turkey at this overnight kind of thing came beautifully packaged obviously um, they have their packaging down and everything and I'm really happy with it um, it has slots in there where you could set your phone if you want and all of that I just kind of think they're more for me decorative it's big enough to hold a, my 16 inch I could put a 17 inch on here with a little room on or probably four inches on either side um, and the pillows big enough that it the edges go over the edge of your legs so it's really comfortable so if you're looking for a lap desk I'd recommend this one and I'm really fussy I had bought one before this one from a Etsy seller in Utah and the thing came and it was first of all it took them like three weeks to ship they uploaded a tracking number and then didn't ship for three weeks you know that trick and then it came and it had a poly finish on it that had bubbled in places and I said this isn't acceptable and they got pissed off at me and it's like you know well it's not that visible kind of thing no it happens to be right where I look every time I look at the desk so yeah it's visible to me and the fact that I can show it to you in pictures means it's visible so I ended up returning that one found this one this one was half the price and it, I, I think it's better so there you go um, based on all of the, the stuff I previously mentioned, the printers, the scanners, the fax, um, all, uh, all of that kind of stuff. I have an Apple TV, I have a DVD player on my desk under a thing. That's a lot of stuff to plug in, right? It was like rat's nest city of cables until about a year ago when I decided, okay, this is driving me crazy. I can't, I don't know where anything is and all that. So what I did is found a big power strip surge protector found it on Amazon um, the one I got has 16 outlets on it um, I bought it in 2019 geez so longer ago than I thought almost two years ago um, and it's long and skinny and it's um, I have used sticky uh, those sticky foam blocks to put it on the very back edge of my desk and everything plugs into it. I neatened up all the cords. I used cable ties, Velcro brand cable ties to hold up the excess. I labeled every the end of every cord so I know the end what where it's plugged in it says this is laser color, this is black and white, this is um, the Apple um, HomePod, this is the DVD player, this is the Apple TV, all of that. So they're all nicely along the back of the desk. All the cables are nice and neat. And it just makes life so much easier because your desk just looks better. And if you need to plug and unplug something, you know because it's labeled at the end closest to the power strip, you know you're getting the right thing. Because, you know, once you get in the back there, it seems like everything all starts to look alike. So I would highly recommend this um this particular brand um i did a lot of research on it really happy with the brand ron ended up buying one for his desk and he also bought one for the garage for all his things in the garage um, because it is small can back up against the wall um, you're you're using length instead of width where you know a lot of surge protectors put two two by two this is one down a long long raceway row um, one issue I did have with it is when I ordered it, I got a used one the first time. It was sold 
by Amazon. Okay, it wasn't a third party. Got a used one. Well, how do I know? It had one of those LPN, the license plate number labels that only goes on Amazon products when they're returned. And I said, I'm not buying a returned surge protector. I don't know what happened to it, what did with it. I didn't buy a used one. I bought a new one. Second one came, same dang thing. It was a return also. So I don't know whether somebody bought a bunch of them and returned a bunch of them or there were a bunch of defective ones or what. But I sent that one back too and I said, I'm not taking one that's returned. And I sent them a picture of the LPN label to show, yeah, these are returns. Third one I got was not a return. So I'm guessing that was like an order, a big order or something that people returned a lot. And um, not something I was willing to buy something used, a surge protector for my, all of my computer equipment. Just wouldn't do it. So um, next thing I use every single day is from Ikea. And that's a cart called the Rascog. Um, and that's probably one of the most popular Ikea products out there. That, the blue bags, and the Billy bookcase, I think have got to be their biggest sellers. It seems like everybody has those. Um, this cart fits my poly bags perfectly. And I can, I, by looking in my brain, I can tell you how I have them arranged. I have 2x12s, 3x10s, 4x10s all side by side, probably a stack of five of them. And then in a cardboard box at the end, I have the four by sixes and five by sevens that I use. And that takes exactly one width of one shelf. Second shelf, I have six by nines and nine by twelves. That takes up another shelf. And then the other odd sizes go down on the third shelf, the 11 by 14s and the one I use less. Um, keeps them all there nice, neat. I can just grab them. This is probably one of the best things I use in my office. I used to store the back stock of bags, not the ones that are in the garages, real back stock, but just a couple packs of each and extras on a shoe holder on the back of my door. And that worked fine, but it wasn't something that you would use um, day to day to process your shipments. This way I have it set at right angles to um, my impulse sealer and I can just, I have a, a, a workflow from computer to, imp, to impulse sealer and then I grab the bags with my left hand and put it in and I can bag pretty darn quickly. If they're like the same knitting needle product, I can do a lot. I mean really fast because I've learned how to stick them under the impulse sealer while I'm bagging the next one. So it's kind of like this assembly line. And I find it um, really relaxing um, to do. The other cart that's on there, the Brewer utility cart, is also an Ikea cart. And it's one that is much heavier duty than the Rascog. The Rascog is for light home use. It's not like you'd put anything really heavy in it or you'll break the wheels off the bottom. So um, the this utility cart um, works great to put an impulse sealer on, um, your tape, um, all those kind of big things, and it has a shelf below. It's very heavy duty, so you, you're not going to worry about weight issues. Um, room for, you know, scissors, whatever else you need to process. And then you could set the Rascog cart 
to the left or right of it, depending on your work, and grab the bags and, and do a workflow. My workflow, even though I'm right-handed, works towards the left just because of the shape of our office and what's in there. And I think it would be really hard after almost 20 years of doing this to move the other way because I just have this very specific body routine and body motion. So um, neither card is expensive. Um, Ron says in chat he has two Rascog carts and I know he has the Brewer cart too. Um, so he has a big impulse sealer on it and, and other things. And yeah, he says he uses the blue Ikea bags constantly back in the thrifting days. Yeah, now we use them for yard cleanup and for travel. Uh, when we go to Bora Bora, we use them to go to the grocery store um, to stock up um, there. So yeah, really useful. Um, so let's move into the software I use. Um, most, well, I would say half of this is web-based, so it doesn't matter what platform you're on. Um, the one that really isn't, there are other options if you are Windows-based, but we're going to talk about what I use. Um, I use Restock Pro. Um, I've used them for a long time. It works for me. Um, I learn something new about it every day. If you use Restock Pro, I would highly suggest you contact them and ask for a half hour session to go over questions you might have and like, hmm, why does this do this kind of stuff? The person, I did it last month and I've been using the software as long as it's been out. The person who did mine last month did a fantastic job. And I learned two things that I had no idea about. It was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And I changed some settings and it's changed some things. So highly recommend you contact them. Um, it's free if you're a subscriber, well worth your half hour of time. Um, so I use Restock Pro to do my ordering, my actual restocking. I go in every morning and look at see and look and see if there are any suppliers I need to order from. Um, I order from probably 12 suppliers a week on a regular basis. And most of these I order every week. Some it's every couple of weeks depending on the company. And my my order time is set to when I get free shipping. That's what I'm looking for. Some of them um, have a no minimum. Some of mine have a $150 minimum for free shipping. Some have a $500 minimum. You can set that parameters into Restock Pro and it'll tell you, yeah, now you've got more than that for, and you could get free shipping. Um, so in the mornings, every morning I go through and look and see what I need to reorder. Um, because one of the secrets to Amazon is keeping information or information product flowing in, meaning it should be like a river that never gets backed up or never runs dry. It just has to keep moving and moving and moving as stuff sells, new stuff has to be coming in. That is what Amazon values in products. They don't want you to run out of stock and they don't want you to have six months of product sitting there. Running out of stock is bad. It will limit your ability to send in more product because they're seeing you're not keeping that Amazon River flowing um, like they want. So I use Restock Pro to see what I need to reorder and to create those purchase orders. A lot of my suppliers will take the purchase orders that Restock Pro creates and I just email it to them. I don't have to do any. A couple of my suppliers I have to enter in the order into their web system and I do that while I have Restock 
Pro open in another tab and just move back and forth and back and forth and do it. Um, and then I use Restock Pro to check in the products to make sure I got, if I ordered eight widgets, that I got the eight widgets. Um, I do not use Restock Pro to print my labels or create my shipments. And I think about this a lot about dumping inventory lab, which is what I use to create the labels and shipments. But right now, the system works for me. Um, it gives me the information I need to know. A lot of people will say, you're, spent, you're doing double the work. I don't think it's double the work. And the information that inventory lab gives to me is worth the six, $700 a year I pay for it. That's me. It maybe doesn't work for you. Ron uses Restock Pro exclusively. Um, I do the split thing. Um, I started Inventory Lab before Restock Pro came out. Um, and I like the way it creates shipments. And that's the major thing. So when I'm checking in an order, I check it in in Restock Pro. I have a different tab open in Inventory Lab and I paste in the ASIN and go through the add to a shipment process there. I don't think it, I spend that much time because I can send in five, six, seven hundred products a day if I'm in the zone and working. And that includes labeling bag, checking and labeling bagging and sending back out. Um, I'm guessing if you don't have a inventory system in place, I would recommend you, you start with Restock Pro and you could probably stick with Restock Pro um just i i can't say enough you need to have some sort of system in place so you don't um you don't run out of product you don't run out of product and ron says he said restock pro massively increased his revenue it did for me too because i didn't run out and i didn't over order too so i saved money there um so the next thing i have is a thing called set app and this is a subscription-based model that is a conglomeration, an accumulation, a collection of a ton of different applications that, um, in this case, Mac users use. And there's a few that I use every single day. Uh, one is called Downy. Oh, and let me back up. When you subscribe to Setup, you have access to all of these. And there's at least 200 different ones from very general, everybody should use this, to very, very specific things. Um, ones that you may only use once in a while, but when you use them, it's worth it. So it's this kind of collection. I use Downy because it will, Downy will download video files from everywhere. Um, from YouTube, from Zoom, like if you have a Zoom link or a go to webinar link for a replay of a video, you can use Downy to download it, even though they say it doesn't, people will say, well, it was a Zoom call, and even though you can watch it again, you can't download it. No, trust me, you can. You can even download from Amazon's um, Seller University. You can download from the, that Amazon Accelerate program last year that I posted some videos in the group. I used Downy to download them from Amazon. So really useful. Um, great if you want to download stuff to watch when you're offline, if you're, you know, where there's no Wi-Fi to stream stuff, you're on a plane, you're, you know, in a hotel and you don't want to use their Wi-Fi, you're at a kid's soccer game, Downy will download it. It's brilliant. 
Um, Clean My Mac is one that does basic Mac cleanup. It looks for stray files. It looks for um, foreign language files that you don't need. I don't need the Cyrillic language file um, in my thing, and you can clean it up. It will do a lot of tasks. It will release memory that might be gunked up from an application that didn't close properly. It will clean out your, you can ask it to clean out your um, browser and uh, caches and, and um, your cookies. Lots of crazy stuff like that. Um, and it's very customizable and um, really, really useful. A couple years ago, Ron was doing video editing in Bora Bora. And that's a lot of big files on his computer and his computer was just choking to death. So I had him put clean my Mac on his laptop and he was able to clean out enough stuff that he could get back to video editing. So um, look at the stuff in set app if you're a Mac user. There is a lot of useful stuff. I use default folder because I want to be able to go back to the same folders without having to, to go through a drop down menu to a bunch of different places because I go to the same places all the time. Um, there's one called Gemini that looks for duplicates files, identical duplicates, not just close, but identical duplicates, and can allow you to remove duplicates if you want. It, you can set it to automatically do it, which I don't recommend, or to review it and do it as you go along, which I do recommend. Um, so yeah, have a look at Set App. The next one I suggest everybody um, have is some sort of online backup. And I'm going to explain briefly because, we're, God, we're running out of time here. Man, um, online backup is different than online syncing. Syncing is thinking of making a carbon copy on what's on your computer right this second. So if you accidentally delete something from your computer, it's going to delete that from your sync, your iCloud or whatever sync uh, method you use, whether it be Dropbox or whatever, that iCloud, Dropbox, Google Drive, that's syncing. Backup is different. Backup keeps records of things even if you've deleted them to the number of days you specify. So I do my backup um, with online with Backblaze. And this is the one link that will give me 30 days if you sign up. Um, but just in pure transparency, their price is going up like August 12th or something. They sent an email yesterday. Um, but if you, if you re-upped your subscription before that, you got the old rate. So I actually added another year to mine. Um, that's how much I like it. Um, it's pretty seamless. It's um, unobtrusive. It has a lot of customization you can do. Um, whatever you choose, you need an off-site backup of some sort. Not an off-site sync, but an off-site backup. Because... You can say, well, I backed up to two hard drives in my house, but if your house burned down, those hard drives are burned down too, and they're useless, right? But if it's an off-site backup, um, then you are far more apt to get things back. As Ron said, his video files are irreplaceable. He backs up locally and backs up with Backblaze. I do the same thing. I have a five terabyte Western Digital hard drive that I back up to locally, and that's stored in the armoire in the bedroom. Um, great if something happens to my computer, I could hook it up to something else and, and download it. But um, if the house burned down, that one would be useless. So you gotta have both kinds. You gotta have an offsite 
and a local one. However you choose to do it is fine, but make sure you do it. Um, the last thing I use software-wise um, that I think might interest you is I still use the Amazon label printing app from eons ago when you couldn't print uh, zebra labels from the Amazon Seller Central page. Remember those days that you couldn't do that. So this guy, Michael Flanagan, came up with this little app. It was a one-time purchase, and I still use it because the quality is slightly better than what you get from printing through Amazon. But here's here's the caveat. If the Amazon printing to your dime or your zebra printer, whatever you're using works for you, don't bother with this. If you're having trouble, you might want to look at this. But if it's working for you, don't bother. I just put it in here because this is titled what I use and why. That's why I use it. Um, next I'm going to talk about supplies that I have to um, I have to have. Oh, one last thing Ron just posted, very good point. A lot of off-site backups like Carbonite, Backblaze, or not Backblaze, um, can't think of some others. They will only back up the hard drive that's in your computer, right? So if you have an external hard drive attached for extra storage, some of these either won't back it up or charge extra for backing up that attached external hard drive. Backblaze doesn't charge, charge extra for it. They will back up all those attached external hard drives in the same price, which right now I think is $6 a month, going up to 7 um, next month. So that's a big one. If you have external hard drives, look at that and see if they are, they are covered in the plan you're looking at. Um, Carbonite, I know, charges extra for it. So um, one of the reasons we switch to Backblaze. Okay, back on to supplies. My favorite pin ever in the whole world, friction pins. Um, they're erasable. Um, the name comes because it's the friction that you use to erase them creates heat, and it's the heat that dissipates the ink. They're brilliant. They write like a pin, but you can erase them, and it's not like the erasability goes away, like you only have a half hour to erase it. It lasts forever. Um, I love these pins. They come in different widths. They come in clicker ones, which I like because then I don't have to worry about the cap. They come in fine point. They come in really broad point. They come in colors. So the link in there is to Amazon to a basic selection. But I think I've converted Ron to these pins too because they are that nice. Um, I have a notebook that is my brains. Um, if I don't write it down, it doesn't exist in my world. And boy, can it come in handy to go back and look at it. So what I have is I have a red leather notebook that's um, seven, I think it's seven by nine inches. This is, those of you uh, people who remember old steno pads, it's about that size. But the trick is mine takes refills and not refills where you click the, open the, the three rings and all that. It takes refills of, I use spiral bound um, paper that slide into it. And the links for the notebook cover and the refills are on the handout. The link to the notebook cover goes to a place where you imprint your business name on them because they use them as promotional stuff. Um, that's where I got it, and I got a sample one. And you can see it'll say, send me a sample. And it doesn't have anything printed on it, so it's like perfect for me. So that's a little hint. has space in the front where I keep some Post-it notes. It has a, um, a slot in the front where you can slide bigger pieces of paper. It works great. 
And I keep those um, inserts as I fill them up. They're spiral bound. They go on a bookshelf. And then I can go back and, and refer to them um, later. So highly recommend that. And I have mine in bright red so I can see it. I used to love stuff in black and then I could never find it. So everything now I get is red. Because you can find it in the bottom of your fur purse. You can find it on the table. You can find it in the hotel room. All of that. So I go for the bright co colors now. So the cover's there. Um, from the imprint company, ask for a free sample, just saying, and the refills are on Amazon, and I like the grid ones, just because I like writing on the grid, but you can get your choice. Um, packing tape, I found a brand I really like, um, I get it, um, on eBay, and the only caveat is make sure you get the longer rolls, there's 55 yard rolls, um, and there is um, 110 yard rolls. Get the longer ones, otherwise you're refilling your, your thing forever. Um, Rachel, here's why I don't use Evernote for a lot of this stuff. Um, I'm gonna look at my last notes I have on here. It was um, for putting together a list of things to do for 4th of July, okay? Um, timing things about when to put this in the oven, when to turn on the grill and all that. For me, it's far easier to have it on a piece of paper that I can set on the kitchen counter and I can look at it and Ron can look at it and it's visually there. If Evernote works for you, that's fine. For me, paper is, to me, I know it sounds weird, paper is more, it sticks in my brain more if it's in paper because I've taken the time to use my muscles to write it down. Um, the other thing I have, oh, and I had to talk to people about um, Medicare. And so I was able to take notes where I could do drawings with arrows going um, towards what and what and what to do it. So for me, the paper works. I use Evernote for a lot of things, um, but for my daily notes, this isn't it. For my daily stuff, my carry around, my refer to, um, I use this. And I have taken pictures of the pages and then put that in Evernote because then it's in both places. But just for daily, um, this is what I have found over the years um, works for me. When I was prepping for the um, this, this podcast, I made a page and I just started, as I thought of it, wrote down things because the notebook's always sitting there beside me. As I thought of it, I wrote it down. Then I went back and put it on the computer in document form. But if I had to stop and open a document every time I thought of, oh, I need to put packing tape on that list, it would have been far more time for me. But as I said, this is what I do. Whatever works for you, I say good for you. You know, Love Evernote, but not in this case. Um, okay, so packing tape. Yeah, this one I found works great. Um, I have the two inch tape because I've thought about the three inch a lot. I would still put three strips on the top of a box um, just because you can't put one over the seam and then one on one side. It really needs three for me and that's just my own weird packing thing. So I've stuck with the two inch. This brand also comes in three inch if you like three inch. Um, I, I'm not a tape gun user in the least. I use like a giant scotch tape dispenser that sits on um, that sits on my desk. You know, one of, and it's weighted and actually 
we had one that we wore out and Ron took the weighted part of the bottom and put it on the bottom of the new one to make it extra weighted so it doesn't move around. But I find I cut myself way more with tape guns and I don't do as good a job. Ron uses tape guns a lot. Um, I just don't. Whichever works for you, um, great. If you, especially if you're doing small boxes and things, tape guns are more trouble than they're worth. It's easier to pull off a piece and put it down by hand. So, um, so Rachel says she uses steno pads, and you might like this because it's the it's nice and bright, and it's about the same size as a steno pad. And then I only use an electronic calendar. Rachel asks, yes, I use iCal on the Mac. That's it. Um, and I, you, I do as you do. I write stuff on my steno pad also. Yeah, the calendar is there and I check it every morning at the beginning of the morning to see what's going on. I have alarm sets for stuff, but I, I'm old enough to remember using a day timer, um, way back when. Um, but now I've, I've switched to the electronic calendar because everything is there all the time. Um, bubble wrap. I found a new bubble wrap supplier. The price is fantastic. It's called American Bubble Boy. Fantastic price, really quick shipment, free shipment. It's decent quality bubble wrap. It's, it's not the quality Martha would use for her glassware and all that, but for my stuff, it's perfectly fine and it's about half the price of anything I've found elsewhere. Um, I would not use it for really, really important, delicate shipping, or you're going to have to use a lot of it. But for that, for most stuff, it's fine. Works just fine. Um, I also use unprinted newsprint that we get from our local paper. Um, it is the newsprint before it gets printed in the paper. It comes in rolls that are probably 48 inches wide. And you buy it here by the inch, how much is left on the roll per inch. And... Um, when I run out of um, packing materials, the the um, air pillows and things from shipments that have come in, I use this unprinted newsprint. Um, the most important thing to my processing is this impulse sealer. Um, the link there is to the one I use. It comes in different widths. Mine's, I believe, the 14. Ron has an 18. Um, it comes in 12 also, but I think for the few extra dollars, the 14 is really useful. The most important thing is if you are buying a new impulse sealer, you must buy one that uses a foot control, meaning you step on a pedal to activate it. Instead of having to let go of, with your hands to press down the top, we had one of those guillotine kind for a long time. If you have a foot operated one, it leaves both hands free and you can probably double your speed in packing. So spend the extra money, get a foot controlled one. This brand has been great we found these at a thrift store, new, unused. Carolyn has one from that thrift store uh, find that uh, we were able to get to her in Salt Lake. So recommend this brand, um, recommend foot control, no doubt. Um, poly bags, I get by the pallet from Ulane, and if I run out and need or need a special size, need smaller amounts of a size, I go to Bubble Fast. Um, they have lots of sizes and they're great people. So if you need small amounts of anything, um, I would suggest looking there and supporting them. Um, the um, labels I use, I'm now switching between two brands, whichever are cheaper and whichever are available. One is house labels, the old standby that we've been using forever. Um, 
just, you know, they've been workhorses, but they run out. You know, sometimes they're unavailable. So I found another brand called Aegis, A-E-G-I-S. And um, I'm, that's what I'm using now. I bought a case of 36 rolls and they're working just fine. They go out of stock on Amazon, but they do have their own website. Um, so I would switch between the two, whichever one's available. I'm not going to say I'm only going to buy one. I'm going to buy whichever's available, whichever's cheapest. So house labels are Aegis, A-E-G-I-S. Um, make sure you buy the, the Dymo compatible ones that have that little notch cut out. Otherwise, they won't work in your Dymo, um, wherever you're looking. So couple things I get, well, four things I get from UPS. I get the shipping labels, the two-up world ship labels um, for my laser printer. Um, use those for eBay shipping. Um, I get the zebra labels um, from them also um, for the UPS shipments. Um, one thing, be careful, order that part number. Don't order the one that has the three-inch core and 900 labels or it won't fit in your Dymo printer. I mean your Zebra printer. It's It will fit other printers, but it won't fit the Zebra. Um, I use their security boxes for all sorts of stuff. For little tiny shipments to Amazon, I use them for my bundles. I use them sometimes for eBay shipments. Uh, yeah, those are the two sizes that are available. Um, I wish they had a smaller and a bigger, but that's, you get what you get. And you, you can order them by calling in and asking for a case, each of those part numbers, or... Um, I think it was Rachel who found out a way to do it by chat. And so what I've done is I've na now made a little um, snippet that I can copy and paste into chat about what I want to do so I don't have to sit there and retype everything. Um, I get my shipping boxes from Uline. I use 18 by 14 by 12 because that fits um, what I ship in a weight I want to ship most often. I will reuse the inbound shipping boxes if they're still in good condition. Um, just make sure you mark out all the labels. I won't use ones that have gotten beat up and torn and all that. It's To me, it's not worth the money savings to use a crummy box. And I have one supplier who uses cheap boxes, and it shows when the stuff gets here, and I won't reuse those. It's not worth it to me. Another thing I do is I inner pack. Um, because my stuff is small and easily lost inside, um, I, can, I will fit six smaller boxes filled with things inside um, a, um, a bigger box, just so stuff doesn't get lost. Um, suffocation labels I use on the odd bag sizes that don't have them printed on it. Those are available on Amazon. I use this as a set do not separate um, labels a lot because I don't trust Amazon at all. And even I use them even on things that it would be so bloody obvious it's a set um, I still use them just because I don't trust Amazon. Um, I had Bubblefast make some labels that says single item enclosed, um, meaning don't open this. And I use those a fair bit too. Bubblefast um, had them printed up for us and is now selling them. And whatever you order from Bubblefast, if you use the cold code wholesale, you can get a 10% discount and that works on anything on their site, not just these labels. So if you need need the shipping stuff, um, please support them. It's not an affiliate code, it's just a pure discount code for you. Um, that being said, I think that's the end of my list for now. Um, one thing Rachel said, 
she didn't say holy cow but i'm saying holy cow that impulse sealer is 586 dollars yeah it is um but because it makes it so fast for me to um process for me it would pay for itself in a week just being able to do stuff faster so look at your time and all that if if it won't save that kind of time then then it's not for you we were very lucky and we found four brand new of these impulse sealers at the Deseret Industries thrift store in Salt Lake City um, and they were $75 each I think they were 75 or maybe a hundred but they were ridiculously inexpensive um, and they were not used at all somebody obviously was going to start a business and didn't use them and it's funny they were sitting um, by the collectibles area you know where they have the glass case where you have to ask to see stuff and it was just four cardboard boxes sitting there um, no markings on the boxes and the top box had been slit open so you could open it up and look at it and I was we were thrifting and uh, Ron was over in the game section and I was wandering around and I lifted up the flap of these and I looked in and it had the styrofoam and stuff around it but you could see what it was and I went holy shit excuse my language I put the flap down and I put my hand on top of the pile and I'm texting Ron saying come over here come over here look what I found and the service wasn't good in there so then I tried calling him and it took a while for him to get there I was so nervous that somebody was going to take these and we we grabbed them and then the guy I think Ron correct me if I'm wrong if you're still on the call the guy said he had one more in the back and that was the big wide one that you got um I think that um I think that that's how that happened but one caveat that big one draws a lot of power so it has to be on a dedicated circuit um so that's why it's in the garage and Ron uses it so um that being said I think that's all about all I use Rachel said she just ordered the free sample what color did you get I hope it was nice and bright not black maybe that blue or orange or red anyway um I think you'll like it if you like the steno pad thing I think you will like this so if there are no other questions I've gone a bit over time I will let you guys go um I'll be in the group in and out all day if you have questions about um about what I use and why and all that I hope this was helpful um, it was kind of fun to have to think about why I actually chose made these choices of things in my business and why so that being said we will talk to you guys later stay safe stay cool stay dry uh, whatever the weather brings you take care of yourself and we'll see you in the group bye bye Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.